Earth Rangers podcast. It's me, Earth Ranger Emma. Oh, I am super mega gigantically excited about this episode. You'll never believe what we're going to learn about today. Here's a clue, though. It's going to be dynamite. <laughs> Earth Rangers. Earth Rangers. Earth Rangers. All right. I love a good adventure, don't you? Today, we're gonna have a really big one. But before we get to our top secret destination, how about a true or false question? True or false. 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 A microraptor was a tiny dinosaur that lived in trees, had four wings, and sharp pointy teeth. Hmm. Microraptor. I don't know. Sounds more like a toy robot to me. What do you think? Stay tuned until the end of the episode to find out. Okay, Earth Rangers, it's time to start our mission. Are you ready? The next time I turn on my microphone, I'll be deep, deep underground in a tunnel on my way to find out about today's mystery topic. Wish me luck. Well, Earth Rangers, we're here, in a very unusual habitat indeed. It sure is noisy. Where do you think I am? Arriving at museum. Hey, museum oh, station. Well, that's my stop. Open on the I guess you've probably figured out where I'm going. To the museum. The Royal Ontario Museum, or ROM to be exact. And I'm going to talk to Dr. David Evans, a brilliant paleontologist. He's a dinosaur expert. Okay, I'll be back in a flash. Okay, Earth Rangers, I've made my way backstage behind the scenes of the ROM, where visitors normally don't get to go to. It's a real maze back here, full of exhibits that are waiting to be installed and priceless artifacts that are being shipped to other museums around the world. So this is the back of the paleontology collection? Whoa, I wonder what's in this big crate. Maybe a mummy from ancient Egypt? Hmm, maybe I can just take a quick peek. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah yes, yeah, right behind you. Oh, wow. Looks like we're making our way to the research departments. Okay, here we go. All right, Earth Rangers. Right now, I am sitting in an office that's filled with, with bones and fossils and a whole wall of specimens sitting next to a very, very special expert. Can you please introduce yourself? I'm David Evans. I'm curator of dinosaurs here at the Royal Ontario Museum in Toronto. Curator of dinosaurs. That sounds really, really cool. So what exactly is your job then? It's basically a dream job. And what I get to do is to discover new things about dinosaurs and to basically be a fossil detective and piece together um, the lives of these ancient animals and how they evolved and how the planet changed. And then I get to tell people about them and teach them about the history of life on the planet in different ways, through museum exhibits, through research that I do, and also through podcasts like this one. Neat. Now, the first thing that you see when you come into the room is this massive dinosaur. Can you tell us a little bit about that exhibit? Yeah, the first thing you see when you walk through the front doors of the museum is a giant long-necked dinosaur. These are called sauropod dinosaurs. And this group includes the biggest animals ever to walk on land. 
And the dinosaur that you see is an animal called Futalongosaurus. Futalongosaurus? Yeah, it means big chief. Big, cool. Big chief lizard. And uh, the reason it's called the big chief lizard is it's one of the biggest of these mega-sized dinosaurs. So the skeleton was found in Argentina less than 10 years ago. It's one of the most complete skeletons of one of these mega dinosaurs that's ever been found. When this animal was alive, we think that it weighed something like 50 tons, which is as much as a herd of elephants. 50 tons. How would it ever find enough to eat? That's crazy. It's a good question. We know that these things, they must have just been giant eating machines. You know, those long necks, they, were, they kind of look like vacuum cleaners. Um, they probably were like the dinosaurian equivalent of plant-eating vacuum cleaners with that neck swaying back and forth. They were probably eating 14, 15, 16, 20 hours a day to fuel these massive bodies. Okay, very important question here. Do you have a favorite dinosaur? I have a lot of favorite dinosaurs, in fact. As a paleontologist, I get to study a lot of different types of dinosaurs, and I've even discovered a few in my day. Well, you discovered a dinosaur? Which one? Tell us about it. Uh, well, I've discovered quite a few dinosaurs, actually, so that's been pretty exciting for me. So a few dinosaurs that I've gotten to, to name are Achiroraptor, which is the raptor that lived with Tyrannosaurus rex, Acrotholus, which is the oldest dome-headed dinosaur, Zool, which is uh, one of the most wickedly armored ankylosaurs or tail-clubbed armored dinosaurs. Wendy Ceratops, one of the oldest relatives of the family that includes Triceratops. Like I heard that Triceratops might not be real. Is that true? <laughs> um, you know, part of what science is all about is testing ideas and um, trying to basically disprove them. And so, you know, in the case of Triceratops, Triceratops is, is real and always will be real, but the sort of adult form of Triceratops um, looks like an animal that we used to call Taurosaurus. They lived in the, at the same time and in the same place, and Taurosaurus just had a bigger skull with a longer neck shield and sort of differently shaped horns and, and ornamentation. And it turns out that Taurosaurus-sized animal is just an older Triceratops. So very similar to how we change as we grow up, um, dinosaurs change as they grew up too. And we're realizing that there's, that in some cases, some of our favorite dinosaurs are actually just life stages of other ones. Like different evolutions yeah. of Pokemon. That's right. <laughs> but, but the name Triceratops still sticks. So Triceratops is still a very real dinosaur. Triceratops forever. Okay, so as someone who's been studying this for such a long time, what would you say is one of the most interesting discoveries of, say, the past 10 years, like one of the new developments? Well, I think that some of the most exciting discoveries are these discoveries of these amazing feathered dinosaurs from northern China. So now we know that feathers and wings evolved before birds did, and they were handed down to the birds that we see today from their dinosaurian ancestors. So a lot of these very iconic familiar dinosaurs that I saw when I was a kid covered in scales uh, probably were covered in feathers. Things like Velociraptor and Deinonychus and Oviraptor and maybe even Tyrannosaurus rex. Oh, that's a very aggressive sounding big bird basically. Yeah, yeah, I know that's right. I mean some of these, uh, you know, some of your most you know feared meat-eating dinosaurs may have looked like big bird more or less. <laughs> so would a T-Rex have been friends with a Stegosaurus or, or any of the other dinosaurs? So 
Friends is a little tricky to define scientifically well, but we can answer directly to Stegosaurus, and this is, I think, a pretty interesting thing to think about. Stegosaurus lived at the end of the Jurassic period, lived about 150 million years ago or so. Tyrannosaurus rex lived at the very end of the age of dinosaurs, at 66 million years ago. So T-Rex is actually closer in time to us than it is to Stegosaurus. So there is no way Tyrannosaurus rex could have been friends with Stegosaurus because they're separated by tens of millions of years in time. Mm. Now, there were a lot of other dinosaurs that lived alongside T-Rex, like the famous Triceratops and the Duckbill and Montosaurus and the dome-headed Pachycephalosaurus and one of the dinosaurs I got to name, Achiroraptor, among others. So T-Rex certainly would have known these dinosaurs as part of its ecosystem, and we know it preyed upon Triceratops. Whether they were friends, I don't know if we'll ever be able to say anything like that. Did any dinosaurs have friends? Like, are there social dinosaurs? We do know that some dinosaurs had friends among their own species. Mm. So horned dinosaurs, we find them in these huge bone beds that suggest they lived in herds, just like wildebeest do or elk do today, for instance. Mm. And so they would have been highly social animals. And that's pretty consistent with their like flamboyant headgear too, as sort of social signals. Well, I had no idea that dinosaurs were so stylish. Um, where is your next dinosaur adventure taking you then? Well, I get to go on digs all around the world and they've done digs on five continents or something like that. Uh, but my favorite place to dig dinosaurs is actually right here in Canada, in Alberta. And that's where I'm going next. In about a month, I'm headed to southern Alberta. So I'm pretty excited about that. And we're going back to a site which is revealing a brand new species of horned dinosaur. And you'll hear about that one uh, hopefully in the next year or two. All right. Well, thank you so much for answering our questions again. And hopefully after your dig, we'll be able to ask you some more. You're very welcome. <laughs> Rangers! Wow, I learned so much from Dr. Evans. What an incredibly cool job. Maybe even as cool as mine. I bet some of you might even want to be paleontologists when you grow up. Oh, I just remembered I forgot to tell Dr. Evans my favorite dino joke. Wait for it. What does a triceratops sit on? It's Tricerabottom. <laughs> hey! You know, I've always wondered something. Everyone always says the Tyrannosaurus was the toughest dinosaur, but is this true? Was T-Rex really the king of the dinos? Or was there an even fiercer one? Like, what about the Gigantosaurus? Who was the top predator? Looks like it's time for an ultimate showdown. Ultimate showdown. Ultimate showdown. T-Rex versus Gigantosaurus. Okay, first, one factual thing. T-Rex and Gigantosaurus didn't actually live in the same time period, so they never would have really met each other in real life. So this is more of a theoretical showdown. Okay, let's do it. Round one. Let's start with something simple. Which dino was the biggest? Well. The T-Rex was around 12 meters long. The Gigantosaurus wasn't too much bigger at around 13 meters long. But the Gigantosaurus was much heavier than T-Rex. Gigantosaurus could weigh up to 13 tons, while T-Rex weighed in closer to 9 tons. This round goes to Gigantosaurus. 
Round two. Now, one of the scariest parts of these large carnivores was their teeth. T-Rex had long serrated teeth, which were the size of bananas, which is completely bananas. Serrated means saw-like with a jagged edge, perfect for ripping and chomping meat. Gigantosaurus's teeth were also serrated, but a bit smaller. But while the T-Rex had 60 teeth, the Gigantosaurus had 76. So, so far they're equally terrifying. But what about bite force? Well, the Gigantosaurus could crunch a whopping 8,000 pounds, but the T-Rex had a super strong jaw with a bite force of 12,000 pounds. The strongest bite of any land animal ever. So this round goes to the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Round three. Okay, let's look at a few other features to see if we can break this tie. How about brain size? In this case, the T-Rex is the clear winner. Its brain was bigger than that of the Gigantosaurus's. What about speed? Scientists think that the T-Rex is probably a pretty good speed walker, but wasn't likely much of a runner. Scientists think the Gigantosaurus, on the other hand, could reach speeds of up to 50 kilometers an hour. So Gigantosaurus takes this one. Well, Earth Rangers, it seems that even though these dinos are definitely different, there's no clear winner of our showdown. Why don't you leave a comment in the show notes at earthrangers.com slash podcast to say who you think is the toughest dinosaur. Now it's time for a different kind of showdown. The grand finale of our search for the best animal joke of all time! We have received hundreds of submissions from all around the world. And over the last five episodes, we have presented you some of our favorite jokes and asked you to vote for your favorites. Well, Earth Rangers, the votes are in, and I'm excited to present the finalists. Are you ready? Here they are. Number one. What did the judge say when the skunk walked into the courtroom? Odor in the court. Number two. What does a frog do if it crashes? It gets towed. Number three. What is the ant you're looking for? Um, ants? And they're the uncles. Number four. Why are computers and cats so related? Because they both like mice. And number five. Why does a bear not like wearing shoes? Because it prefers bare feet. Oh my gosh, those are so good. Which one did you think was the funniest? Well, it's your call. Now it's even more important for you listeners to vote for your all-time favorite. Make sure to follow the link in the episode description on your device to pick the winner. Well, we're getting to the end of the episode, which means we have just enough time to answer our true or false question. True or false? Is there such a thing as a tiny four-winged dinosaur called Microraptor? The answer is... Yes! The Microraptor lived in the early Cretaceous period between 125 and 122 million years ago, and it is one of the smallest dinosaur species ever to be discovered. It weighed only about two pounds, which is the size of a small raven, and it had long bite feathers on all four limbs. It might have even been capable of guided flight. 
I found some really cool illustrations of it, and I'll put that in the show notes. You gotta check out how cool it looks with its four wings. Earth Ranger! Well, Earth Rangers, I've learned so much today. But you know what? I still have a lot more questions for Dr. Evans. Maybe I can go back to the ROM really soon and talk to him again. There's so much more to find out about dinosaurs. Until then, stay fiercely awesome and keep on ranging. Earth Ranger! Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. Hey, animal lovers. Earth Ranger Emma here to tell you about my favorite app, the Earth Rangers app. By signing up for a free membership, you can access tons of fun content like daily animal trivia, puzzles, top 10 lists, and my podcast, of course. In the app, you can send me notes by commenting on the episode pages. I just love hearing from you. You can also complete environmental missions, do eco-friendly crafts, and help protect animals. And if you use the code Emma in the code vault, you'll earn 25 bonus points to help you level up. Download today, and I'll see you in the app.